to 7525. This is Vanessa. And this is Felicia. So it's been a little bit, but we're going to try to pick up somewhat where we left off when we were talking about marriages and relationships With a few first weeks responders. ago. Yeah. So if we repeat ourselves, just think of it as really important information that you need to hear <laughs> multiple times, which you probably do, but. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Um, no, we actually do know what we're going to be talking about the second time. Um, some stuff we may touch on again, just briefly toss it in there with what we're going to be talking about because um, we did talk about marriages prior to the last episode as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you go back farther, it's one of our first episodes. Maybe I think it might be episode three or four. Yeah. There's another episode on relationships and communication marriages all that good stuff so the first thing we wanted to talk about um is actually communication styles because there are different communication styles and many people do not know that Mm -hmm. there is adult parent and child and then i think like there's like subsections of that if that sounds weird but you know even using those there's a I don't even know how to say this. In those styles, you can be very direct or you can be passive aggressive or you can be yeah. a variety of things. And typically, first responders are very direct. Mm-hmm. So I know we've talked about it a lot, a little bit, but thinking about that too, that sometimes that communication can fall under those like adult parent or child themes. Direct and passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I would say <laughs> both. I just, um, wasn't but, trying to throw them under the bus but quite then again, yet. <laughs> I think a lot of people get passive aggressive when they're upset, not just first responders, but like in general. But I would say the directness, yes. Depending on how upset, you just become aggressive. Yes. Like when there's stupid drivers on the road. Mm hmm. I ran a red light today. Good job. I thought I was going to make it. <laughs> uh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, adult style of communication is ideal. That's when you're talking to each other you know, respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> adult can be very direct, but it's direct in like a appropriate manner. Not direct as in you're talking to them like they're idiots and you need to spell it out and color code and maybe um, draw not, some pictures <laughs> for them. We're not them. being condescending. Yes. We're just being clear. You're just being clear. You're not making your partner guess of like why you're annoyed or what you actually meant by that comment. It's just, I'm feeling this way. This is what's going on. This is what I would like to see happen or whatever it is. That form is typically under that adult um, mode of communication. I also think that part of what goes underneath the adult communication is taking responsibility for when you are a shithead instead Mm -hmm. of playing that tit for tat game where somebody brings up, hey, well, you did this thing and it really bothered me. And you go straight into, well, if you hadn't have done that two minutes ago, I wouldn't have responded that way. Which is a very childlike response. Yes. Very much going into that childlike. So taking responsibility for when you might mess up things. My girls do that all the time. She hit me. Well, she took my toy. <laughs> I mean, and essentially that's what you're doing when you do that. Yes, absolutely. I you didn't both clean the, the house enough. Well, you came in and you're an asshole and you're yelling. And <laughs> well, I knew the house wasn't going to be clean. Uh, you said you cleaned up the whole house, but you left the trash bags laying on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that stuff. That's that That's that tit for tat. Um, Don't that, do that, just so we're no, clear. No, that can quickly turn it into a very childlike uh, conversation. And remember, if you're, if you're speaking like an adult, you're more likely to have an adult conversation. 
If you talk to someone like a parent, you're likely to get a childlike response. If you're speaking to someone like a child and you're being whiny or passive aggressive, you're likely to get a parental response. Or they meet you right where you're at and they become a child too. Yeah. Like or you, you both turn into fucking teenagers throwing tantrums. Yeah. Because they didn't get to stay out past curfew. Like, and you get nothing solved. <laughs> but she took my soccer. She pulled my hair. <laughs> That's what I feel like couples therapy is sometimes like. Like really? Yeah. Is that what we're doing That's right now? That's actually what happens in my house. Find a good couples therapist, guys. Not me, but somebody. <laughs> yeah. Couples therapy can be interesting. But style of communication is really important. If you want to have an effective conversation with somebody, make sure you're communicating in an effective way. You can't communicate like a child and think you're going to get something done or parental with another adult and think your conversation is going to be productive or that you're not going to piss somebody off because no adult likes to be treated like a child unless you have one of those weird fetishes. What's that fetish thing where people like to be treated like babies? I don't know. I'm not into that. Yeah. I, I mean, know. good for you, I guess. That's the thing. That's the thing. So unless that's your thing, which I think is rare, <laughs> um, it's probably not going to turn out great. Mm-hmm. What do you think that works? I don't know, and I don't care to know, okay. to be honest. I kind of want to Google it now. I feel like that's not on my list of priorities or space that needs to be taken up in my brain right, right now. It <laughs> doesn't have a whole lot of limited or unlimited capacity at this moment. So, you know, I don't need to know those things. Yeah, that is weird. So parental tones typically look more like, at least I think for first responders, looks like trying to teach them something. You know, if you had done it this way or if you just did it my way, this would have worked a lot better. And sometimes that is going graphic and being like, going, well, if this happens and then this is going to happen and then this is going to happen, right? So you're now laying it all out for them like they are two-year-olds or you're planning out their day and everybody just needs to follow in line like you're a military sergeant just taking mm-hmm. control of the situation. Got this, guys. That's more of that parental mode. I'm trying to think of some other examples. So some examples of parental communication. I always go back to cleaning. I feel like everything goes back to cleaning. <laughs> I teach you how to clean something. The dishes. Do teach you see these spots? The <laughs> Do you see these spots? Actually not clean. Are yes. They? Kyber leaves water spots. Ooh. Or if you're telling somebody how they can, how they should be feeling or shouldn't be feeling, that's also parental. And I've seen guys do that. You mm. don't have a right to feel this way. Or if you hadn't have done this, you wouldn't have responded that way. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a specific. I always hear the, well, I don't even know why she was angry. That's not a reason to be angry. I was just talking how I normally talk. The fuck? <laughs> Probably wasn't very nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, when you're, when you're worked up, you don't even notice. I think you don't notice, at least at first, how, mm-hmm. you're, how you're talking. Obviously, the other person does. Yeah. That and if you're making somebody angrier, they're saying that they're mad for whatever reason and you're probably doing something and even if you're not maybe they're just angry and they're allowed to be angry and maybe you need to take a minute yeah I think that comes into like the going back to that adult mode of communication if you're not the person who triggered it if you're like I really don't feel like I did anything wrong and logically speaking you kind of know that and you're like okay maybe this has nothing to do with me then I think it's easier to go into that empathy problem solving like validation mode as a spouse and saying something like, I don't know what's going on, but how can I help? Versus going and telling them that they shouldn't feel that way. Or that they're overreacting. Don't tell your spouse they're overreacting. Yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, as long as you're even being aware and, like, taking that minute to say, like, oh, maybe this isn't about me. Maybe this is something else. Mm-hmm. Versus taking it and running with it. 
just because you're mad and you want an argument now because I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah. The empathy part never happens. <laughs> no. It's hard, though. It's hard to be empathetic if you're just matching their level of amped upness. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to de-escalate. Don't assume everything's about you. It should be, though. I'm just kidding. Don't assume their emotions have to do anything with you. Unless you are, like, absolutely, like, you guys are in a conversation. It is very aware it has to do with you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you walk in the door and they're in a bad mood. Don't assume it's because of you. Or don't assume it's because you took an overtime shift. Or don't assume it's because you got forced. Or whatever it was. Don't assume. Mm-hmm. Have some empathy. Maybe the kids were little jerks. <laughs> call them circus animals or zoo animals. Or maybe it was just one of those mornings where everything goes wrong. Or maybe they didn't get any sleep. Or which maybe you, it was which all you don't of get those. to comment on. Yes. Don't get to you. You don't get to say, "Well, well I don't. I don't sleep either." <laughs> tit for tat. Yes, yes, we're not doing the tit for tat. Maybe they just didn't get some sleep, and that's that's just where they're at, and it has nothing to do with you. And that takes adult communication, though. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to come in with the child communication and say, "Wow, you're in a bad mood already." <laughs> you know. And if uh. they say, "I'm tired," well, I'm tired too. That would be the very childlike response. Maybe the adult, like, hey, you look a little tired, or hey, you look a little upset. Is there something I can help with, or do you want to sit down for a minute, or and I think you whatever can, it is. Like, you can cycle between these modes throughout the same conversation. It's not like you just walk into one conversation and you're stuck in that mode. You can change it for bad or for good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people start out doing really well in the conversation but then the spouse says something and it just flips the switch it triggers them whatever you want to say and now you're in that you know parental or even child mode of communication and if you also start out the conversation in that child or parental tone you can switch it I think you have to be open to hearing that feedback from your spouse though like hey I don't like the way you're responding to me right now I'm not trying to shut down the conversation completely but you know, or whatever it is. So I think, mm-hmm. I know we're going to plan on talking about it later, but I think having a plan for how you can cue to each other, like, hey, this conversation is taking a turn or we need to make it take a turn yeah. um, without making the situation worse. Like telling your spouse to calm down, probably not going to help the situation. No, Unless they're like idea. very cool about it and they're like, oh yeah, I'm being crazy. But like if my husband tells me to calm down, I'm going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. that was, now it's go time. Mm-hmm. Not, not a great idea. Those are fighting words for mm-hmm. me. Definitely. Don't tell me to calm down. You thought I wasn't calm then? Now I'm let, really let me show, show you. you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> pop some popcorn because uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Just wait. Let me show you what I can do. So choosing your words wisely. <laughs> you know, and even if it's not you that needs to take a minute and you feel like the other person needs to take a minute, saying, you know what, I'm going to take a minute. Because maybe you do need to take a minute away from them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that, though. Just, I need a minute. Yes. And don't tell your spouse, I need you to take a minute. Yeah. Don't do that. We've heard that one, too. Keep it very you-centered, even if it's not about you, which sounds probably contradictory to what a therapist would normally say. But definitely keep it focused on you when it comes to things Mm -hmm. like that. Don't put your emotions or your thoughts or your beliefs about the situation on your spouse when people are emotionally aroused they're just not going to respond to that no very well anyways even if you're a hundred percent right and they're overreacting and 
they're saying all the wrong things and they're being a jerk and whatever it is, um, if you call them out in that moment, it's probably just not going to go well because they're over in that emotional reasoning side of their brain and they're not being logical. So mm-hmm. that's just going to go nowhere. So it's important to take a minute. And because they're worked up in that moment saying, I need to take a minute. Yeah. And you know, creating that awareness and being good about it yourself. When I'm really mad, I'll tell my husband, like, I need a minute. I need to walk away right now. I need to woo-saw. Like, I will find you when I'm, when I am calm, cool, and collected. Uh, <laughs> when I'm no longer visualizing your death, <laughs> I will locate you. <laughs> as long as you visualize it and don't do it, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfectly legal. I told my client that this morning and he was like, well, just don't bring your phone with you. And I was like, that's a piece of advice you're giving me right now. Oh. And he goes, well, he goes, I know what you watch and I know who you talk to. I'm sure you have plenty of plans that will work out just fine for you. (laughs) Just don't take your phone. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I wouldn't actually do it. Maybe. I just use it to cool my system. (laughs) No, not to not to cool down. Yeah, that's not cool. If down I keep system. standing there when I'm mad, that's when I'm like, oh, like I want to punch you in the throat so bad right now. I have to walk away. <laughs> I can't. I can't even reach his throat. But that's not the point. <laughs> I have step stools. <laughs> Hold on. Wait right there. I'm gonna go get the Costco step stool. <laughs> Anyways. It's good to take that minute and again try to put it back on yourself so you're not you're not making the other person putting them in that defensive mode because you need to take a step back so that you can both cool down so that they can cool down whatever it is so that you can come back and have an actual discussion that includes some logical shit rather than you know all of the emotions cuz that doesn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. And we can get back to You know, if we cool your systems down, we can get back to having an adult conversation. Stay out of the childlike tit for tat. Stay out of the parental because if someone's going child and and they're whining and then they're like, but you do this and you do this and you do this and I always have to do this. Someone's likely going to respond very parental. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of how that goes. So to break break that, you're going to have to take a minute to cool your systems down. Yeah. And I definitely think when you go, you know, you get out of those adult modes of communication, you definitely, you're either going to go parent or child. Maybe both of you guys end up in one of those roles, but I feel mm-hmm. like then you're more likely to dig your heels in and be less likely to problem solve as a couple and see you guys working as a team against the problem rather than going, okay, I see you as the enemy. You know, you start to go, nope, I'm not willing to because you're not willing to. I'm definitely not going to be willing to. And then you just leave the conversation more pissed off and there is no solution if anything, things got worse. If you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing really gets done. Yeah. So think about the communication styles. Maybe think about what communication style you jump into more. I think you can a really good like test of this or raising your awareness is think about past arguments you've had. And think about past arguments that have been recurrent, so to speak. You know, I've, you hear it, and this happens because you go out of that problem-solving mode and things just get pushed under because you guys aren't communicating effectively, so they keep popping back up. And you kind of go, okay, what am I – what scripts are happening? You know, what do we constantly say to each other in those arguments? Because chances are you could probably find a couple of things that you guys always go back to 
in those conversations and thinking, okay, like what, what mode is that? Or how can I maybe change how I say this thing? Cause I think at the end of the day, probably what both of you guys are saying is, is true and it probably needs to be said, but it needs to be said in a more effective way and in a way mm-hmm. that not that your partner is going to still agree with you, but at least that they could understand. Cause I often feel like when I talk to couples, it's like they're saying the same thing, but they're saying it in completely different ways. So it doesn't feel like they're on the same page as their wants, their needs, their desires are often still very similar. Yeah. They just don't know how to get to that place that they want to be. Yeah. So changing courses just a little bit. Um, so one of our favorites, well, I shouldn't say favorite, but one of our like top recommendations that we refer couples back to is Gottman, John Gottman and his wife. What's her name? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't know. I Anyways. don't know. We always say John, John Gottman. Gottman. It sounds very sexist. We should probably learn her name because she participates too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I will look it up. Okay. Stand by, guys. Stand by. Alicia's Googling. Should we put a TM after that? We're going to get sued. Julie. Oh, okay. So Julie. John and Julie. Um, uh, we highly recommend them. And I don't I don't know if we talked about it during the last episode, but they do a lot of research into, like, what breaks down marriages when it comes to communication. And so they've identified what they call, like, the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling, which I feel like I don't want to steal their stuff. So, like, go look that up. But those could really fuck up your marriage. Um, they're really terrible ways of you shutting down or you going tit for tat or instead of doing constructive criticism, it's just mean defensiveness, aggressive slash breaking each other down, Yeah, attacking character rather than attacking the problem. You know, all those things really break down and doing it in a way that doesn't even, there's no meaning or purpose behind it. It's not to you know help anything it's literally just to break someone down all that negative they actually suggest some positives which i think we could focus on one of them being like the gentle startup is what they call but basically it's kind of using those i statements and it sounds weird and you don't have to do it to the extent that like they do it but finding a way that your partner is not going to become defensive when you bring something up you know if you constantly if you go into an argument and you're like hey you really fuck this up and like i need you to not do this next time mm-hmm. chances are your spouse isn't going to respond very well instead you can say something a little bit more in a gentler tone or verbiage like you know hey this thing happened i was really confused about it or like it upset me when this when this thing happened not when you did it but when this thing happened can we make a plan for maybe this doesn't happen next time or something to that extent but that way you're not just attacking your partner but you're attacking the problem instead yeah using i or using the problem itself which is more of a narrative stance Mm -hmm. you know but if it's like alcohol and one person one person drinks and like oh when you drink then you do this and blah 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 that's not how you want to say it but it could be like you know when alcohol is involved it feels like we have a more difficult time yeah. You know, so you're not necessarily saying I, but you're also not saying you. Yeah. Um, they also suggest like building appreciation. So that looks like not just always pointing out what your partner is doing that's wrong, but marital also. Marital piggy bank. Yes. Pity. Marital <laughs> <laughs> <Made a> piggy bank. <laughs> also taking the time to find things that your spouse is doing well or that you appreciate. And it doesn't have to be big things, even the simple things. And I think we talked about this, but nobody wants to do the fucking dishes. I don't want to mm. do the laundry. I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want nope. to vacuum. But you know what? We all share a shared space, and it makes it fucking dirty, so you have to do those things. So if you're the one that does that or your spouse did it, you can take note of those little things that are getting done, even though they technically have to be on well, this. They don't have to be done But if you like living in a pigsty. 
but <laughs> you know they, there's the things that everybody makes a conscious choice and de- decision to help do so mm-hmm. find those little things or you know when your partner goes out of their way to fill up your car because i hate getting gas so that's when i go to and my husband comes home and he's like i filled up your car i'm like oh i got awesome. in my car this morning and i had a full gas tank and right. i was thinking like oh i have to stop and get gas and kyber walks me out to my car every morning so I got in my car and I looked in and I started it and I was like, oh, my gas tank is full. You stopped. And he said, yeah, I got your gas. And I remembered to put the sunshades in because he never puts them in. Oh, yeah. Like, yay. Right? It's a little yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. Saves uh, me time. Yeah. It's the little things that add up. But often we forget about those little things because they just become part of your daily routine. Like, you know, getting the kids to bed or washing the kids clothes because I fucking hate baby clothes. Holy shit. We've had a basket full of baby clothes sitting mm. in a basket i know it's driving me nuts but i don't even want to ask justin to do it because he hates it too like tiny little baby socks why why you need them my kids need socks on their feet but like still i don't want to put those together but if i came home and he like did that i'd be like you you are the best husband right now and you you get a sticker today (laughs) Uh, but finding those cover does all the laundry i can't say anything well except for mine yeah except for mine nobody could put mine away if i was because it'd be in the wrong spot like, I would do it, but the last thing I want to do when I get home is do that, and Justin's gone, too. He's like, good about that, though, and making yeah. beds. Like, yeah, he's the only person I know that makes a bed every time in the morning right when he gets up. Oh. He like, tucks you in that? while you're still in. <laughs> he's, like, making the bed. Who does that? He does. Uh, good for him. But anyway, I know. so we all have those uh, <laughs> things that you can. But there's water spots on my cup every day. We're focusing on the positive right now. We all have our strengths. <laughs> yeah, so uh, operate within your strengths, right? Yeah. Um, but they all, and the, going into that build, building a culture of appreciation is what they call it. But they also talk about like the five to one rule, which our guys later today are going to be super excited about doing. Yes. But, anyways, the five to one rule is basically they're saying for every, like, I don't want to say negative because it's even just like asking your partner to do something that's outside of their norm or requesting they do something or any demand or any demand or an argument or a snarky little comment needs to be counterbalanced with five positive things. So, no, you don't need to go buy, you know, a dozen roses every time you fuck up and try to fix it that way. But it is like saying things like thank you or even like. I don't know. I'm thinking like physical touch too, like even just a hug or, hey, how yeah. are you doing? Like a little rub on the shoulder or I brought you a glass of water or, mm-hmm. hey, do you want a bowl of ice cream, right? There, there's, It's easy kind of to do if you give some thought to it, but it's definitely like, I know you've mm-hmm. talked about it, but I've tried it in my own relationship and it, you have to be very conscious of how much you're asking of your partner and how hard it is to like follow everything up with something else, especially yeah, if you have hard. kids and you're busy, like, it's constantly going, like, hey, can you get that done? Because I'm going to go over here and do this. And you know what? I'm going to tackle this next. Are you, what are you going to do? Are you driving them here? If you drive them here, then I can do this. And then I'll pick them up. Yeah. And it's, like, technically those are demands. And so mm-hmm. you have to be counterbalancing those with five things. And those demands add up really fucking quick if you start paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like the five positive things does. Yeah. Not always. It feels like it becomes impossible to find. A, yeah. I'm just spouting out shit. <laughs> You look great. Yeah. Nice job today on everything. And wow, doesn't the weather look nice? Yeah. You look nice in the weather. <laughs> I don't even fucking know, but I was finding I love five the things way now. that you chewed that piece of chicken at dinner. Good job. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, oh, so don't do that, that really is. There, thank you. Thank you for shooting with your mouth shut. Um, but uh, <laughs> seriously, it is hard to. It is really hard to do that if you focus on it. 
You don't even think about how many demands you're placing on your spouse at all times just because you're like pushing through life. And again, especially if you have kids, it's just constant. So, you know, thinking about putting those little things in, even if it's, you know, just thank yous here and there or letting them know when you notice something like do these things need to get done and should they get done I'm gonna say yes Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you don't have to say anything like yeah did I have to say thank you for filling up my gas tank this morning no but why shouldn't I as well Mm -hmm. you know like why not why not say something yeah that and remember if you reinforce someone for something they do that's positive they're more likely to do it again yeah and I want my gas tank filled up again (laughs) (laughs) it's so hot right now I don't want to get out of my car Uh, I know this might sound petty but sometimes like I get my own reinforcement if I need to. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like doing the dishes. So yesterday I took the dishes out of the dishwasher and I put them back in before I left for work. And so I called my husband. I was like, hey, guess what I did? And he's like, what? And I was like, I did the dishes. And he was like, oh, cool, babe. That's all I needed. But sometimes (sighs) I just need to give my husband a little gentle push of like, hey, Uh I need a sticker right now um, for doing a good job. (laughs) And he does Uh the same thing. I think his is laundry. I don't like, and Mm. he'll be like, I did the laundry today. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Uh huh. But I have to be careful to not be like, but did you actually put them away? Because my version of doing the laundry is wash, dry, fold, and put away. Like actually completing the completing process. Completing the process. His version of doing the laundry is getting them clean and into back into the laundry basket. So they sit there. So they sit there. And then you're like, yay, I get to do the laundry after you did the laundry. Yeah, yay. <laughs> so, you know, like make sure that you're being careful not to point that out i'm a work in progress (laughs) on that one (laughs) i'm twitching a little just kind of you guys can't see me but you know (laughs) yeah that would drive me crazy so yeah don't when somebody does something nice don't go and point out the things that they messed up in that or they didn't do to your expectation because then they're not going to do it at all yeah like vanessa could say wow thanks for doing the laundry hey you want to sit down and fold this with me while we watch a show an episode of flash is he watching that with you? No. Oh, okay. He said he couldn't get into it because it was too cheesy, and I was like, then that's exactly why I watch it. Yeah, Kyber wouldn't watch it either. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, new episodes on Netflix. Well, not new, <laughs> but, like, I don't watch TV, mm-hmm. like, real-time TV, so it's new to me. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so you could do that five-to-one magic ratio is what they call it, but um, the other concept that I really like from them is I call it the marital piggy bank, but you can do this with your kids. They call it the emotional bank account, but basically – you have to think of your relationships as as a bank account. You have to be constantly putting into it, knowing that you're going to have withdrawals at some point in time. So life stressors, maybe get into an argument, a kid is sick, or there's, um, as much as I love family vacations, sometimes those are stressful in a way. Uh, whatever it is, whatever is negative is going to take out of your bank account. And if you're not constantly putting into it through those positive interactions or saying thank you or whatever it is, you're going to go into the red. And if you stay in the red long enough, you're going to end up with things like contempt and eventually maybe divorce and maybe a really nasty divorce because you guys don't have any positive feelings towards each other anymore. Sometimes putting into that piggy bank can be as simple as making sure your spouse is doing something for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like all my husband's a gamer, so I'll ask him, hey, do you have anything in your game today? Or do you have anything in your game this weekend? Or do you want some time alone to game? Not necessarily that I think he needs needs that time everyone needs time but not necessarily that I'm saying like he's in a bad mood and he needs that time right now or anything but you know making sure he gets time to himself whatever that looks like and it's just helpful I think for you to do that for your spouse finding things to do for your spouse making those little deposits um 
that's one of the easier things I do because yeah. like my husband Kyber's so hard to do anything for mm-hmm. there's not much that he likes yeah like I'll bring him a beer I, I bought him some beer today some Jeremiah Red that's depositing in the piggy bank Justin bought me cake for when I get home so he's yeah. see those are yeah, and red wine <laughs> those, those are date night things. but I feel like it's going into our thing so yeah, those are the little things right I'm like I don't need like a $50 bottle of red wine like I'm like save Mart ten dollars call a day yeah seriously or he'll bring me home like a starbucks coffee yeah that works or reese's cups i feel like i'm very easy to please right now fill up my fill up my tank (laughs) i know every time kyber goes to the grocery store he brings something home yeah ice cream maybe food is my love language i know (laughs) mentally i'm a fat kid so he'll come home and be like i got you a a gallon of ice cream yay (laughs) it's a little things yeah, yeah. Or he randomly gives me uh, gift cards to C's. Oh, yeah. He gets them from Costco and then hides them. And then when I'm having a shitty day, I get a gift card to C's. <laughs> but I'm always actually having a shitty day, so I forget about the gift card thing. Oh, so when I get it, I'm like, that's positive. <laughs> yeah, so it always turns out good. I'm never thinking, like, I'm going to go home and get my gift card. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little thing, but I think part of that, too, is, you know, it's not necessarily the the item or the actual action but what you're saying on the back end is like hey I was actually thinking about you and I know some of your likes I know some of your interests I know some of the things that Mm -hmm. make you feel good and you purposefully technically went out of your way to make that happen you know what will make us feel good next week what the sell at 511 oh well I'm going on vacation next week so I'm feeling like that's gonna be my good thing yeah I know but we're both going on vacation next week. But we can pre-prep for a vacation by going to the 511 cell. 20% off the whole store. In, lo- in lore. Online. In store and online, guys. Just so you know. We should be 511 for rest. Our fi- for our fucking A, I swear I can dark talk for our fellow 511 shoppers. 20% off. Everyone knows they never have sales. This is a good thing to put out there. Story. Whole story, guys. Yes. Anyways, okay, so back Enough to relationships. Enough said. Well, we yes. should end the episode. That was uh, the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Some other things that you might want to think about, and we talked about a little bit, but making making a plan when it comes to changing your communication, changing how you deal with arguments, changing how you're going to do when a person becomes flooded or overwhelmed. Making plans is important, though. Plan ahead so that you can be successful. That's that's how you're successful. You plan. You don't just cross your fingers and hope that something is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. So if you know when you get home from work, you guys have a hard time reacclimating, how could you make that better? What's what's the plan? How do you make it easier on you? What goes wrong? Do you, you guys both need a break? Do you need to do a pulse check You know, when one person is on the way home to figure out who needs the break first and what that break is going to look like, what's the parameters around the break, the whole nine. Make a plan for all of it so that you can be successful. And if the plan doesn't work out as well as you thought, don't get pissed off at each other because you're trying the plan you discussed. But then come back and say, you know what, that actually didn't work out as well for me as I thought it would. Can we make some adjustments to the plan? But making that plan for all situations that you guys feel you you struggle in, like we have a plan for any time we go out of town and pack to go somewhere because I fucking hate it. It stresses me the fuck out. I always feel like we're going to forget something and that pisses me off and nobody moves fast enough and everyone has to pee. As soon as we get in the car and get buckled in, everyone has to pee and I just want to rip my head off everything's bad timing so we have to make a plan and I have to have a checklist of things we're packing it's just a whole thing because that that pisses me off and 
at the end of the day, we're all humans. You can't expect your spouse to like fix every single thing about them and be this perfect walking specimen. I am though, so it's fine. She is so far from perfect, guys. (laughs) But (laughs) make a plan for all of these different things that currently drive you crazy. If it's driving you crazy or there's something that's bugging you, well, how do you start adjusting it so that you guys can both be successful and both of you because you're a team you want to be successful as a team make a plan for all of those things and remember again adjust along the way if you need to make adjustments and i think your plans should be plans that you both of you guys are involved with as well as plans individually Mm -hmm. it is not your partner's responsibility all the time to help you soothe to help you deal with your own shit if you're coming home from work and you're running hot Like, yes, your partner can be supportive and be your partner and be like, hey, do you need that break? Absolutely. Mm Because they can obviously go the opposite way and make that situation much worse. But also, it is your responsibility to advocate for yourself. It's your responsibility to go, hey, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to actually do it with the intention of cooling down my system or whatever it is. You're still responsible for that. It's your responsibility to communicate effectively. What would make you feel better right now? Sweetie. Do I need to get something for you? Yeah. Why don't you try this? If try you, this. And if your partner's doing that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like if Justin's having a bad day, I'll be like, hey, you're having a bad day. Is there anything I can do? But again, it's up to Justin to tell me, yeah, you know what? Actually, this would be really helpful right now. But if he yeah. chooses to go and say, nope, I'm fine and stay in his little pissy attitude, well, his then choice. that's on him, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to deal with the consequences of that. And your partner shouldn't either. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you have kids, you don't mm-hmm. you don't have a ton of flex room with that. No. If you want your partner to be supportive and helpful, don't play that game of like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Or play the victim. Because that's not helping. Yeah. Like nothing's ever going to get better. It's, it's just going to be this way. Like, D- no, yeah. Don't, don't turn do into that. a child. You, yes. you, you already have those. Yeah. Be an adult and try to deal with the situation. Again, having a plan for these situations, mm-hmm. though, make it easier. You probably already know the things that come up in your marriage and the things that come up for you. So make a plan for those different things. Start trying them out and see how much success you have with them. And again, make adjustments as you go. And it's a partnership. My guess is is that most relationships, it's both of you guys playing into those problems. So both Mm -hmm. of you guys need to be involved in the plan. It can't just be like, well, you just need to start doing this, this, and this, and this. And then everything's going to get better. I've seen that happen and typically doesn't go so well. You know, just just make sure the plans go both ways, especially for alone time, especially if you have kids. I know I'm I know alone time, at least when we didn't have kids, was a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Now that we have kids, it's much more of planning because somebody has to watch the kids and we don't have babysitters. So figuring out like, oh, I want to go do this today. Do you want to go do this later today? Or I wanted to get this done this weekend. What do you want to do this this weekend? But not just saying, hey, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And then walking out. Like, they're your kids, too. So let's act like you're over 18. Right? Uh, let's act like an adult. And be aware that you have kids and you have to take care of them, too. Dang it. Because it's kind of a dick move to just say, I'm going to go do this and take off and assume that your spouse has to do everything because if you're doing that to your, your spouse, why wouldn't they act parental? Because mm-hmm. now now you are a child. Now, I don't, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, so making sure that goes both ways and both parents get that time. Yeah. You got this, right? I'm going to go do this thing. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, I've been at work for a long time, so 
I'm going to go for a couple days. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Let me know how that works out for your marriage. You know, maybe there's people out there that does work for Who knows? Or know. or reverse. You've been gone for a week, and you, you've been on duty for so long, or you've been yeah. doing all this overtime. So you know what? You can have the kids. I'm leaving, and I'm going to go do this. And uh, what? Yeah, I've heard that too. That's not – it. yes. Yeah, so we're not saying it just goes one way. It definitely goes both ways. But regardless, that is a very child – like response if you guys have kids you have responsibilities animals whatever it is you're taking care of at home you work together to figure out a plan for both of you guys to have that time off because work is work and being home with kids or being home and taking care of animals in the house is work regardless it's it's work and you guys both likely need a break yeah plan for each other plan for individual so you can be successful and plan for couple breaks which yes. kind of touched on it but like those date night things like I know many first responders who struggle to have those just for lack of babysitters and, you know, you're not always living where your family is. So figuring out, like, how do you create those when you can? If you have babysitters, then you should be taking advantage of that. But if you don't, you know, maybe you put the kids to bed a little bit early and you do a date night at home and you add something in that you guys don't normally get to do. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but again, going and asking yourself, what have I done today? Or this week to put into my mm-hmm. piggy bank or our piggy bank as a marriage. I need to work on that. We get to go on like one date a year. <laughs> We've started our Saturday night date night things. That's nice. Anyways, okay, so create date nights or some type of one-on-one alone time, even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour, you know, even if you have to kind of suck it up and drink a cup of coffee at 3 p.m. so you can make it till past your kid's bedtime. Sometimes you just have to suck it up if it's for the sake of your marriage and make it work. It's very easy to get into that routine of not putting into your marriage or it coming last because you're like, oh, we got this going on. We have this birthday party and, oh, I'm working X amount of days and, you know, oh, the kids have practice and this is going on and and you don't take the time to put into your marriage. It just goes on the back burner and then you kind of look at each other and go, oh, shit, I don't know you as my spouse anymore. I know you as mom or dad or whatever you are. That's awkward happens like or you can't have a conversation without like going back to your like to-do list or the kids the kids had this going on right you can't just have a normal conversation that'd be horrible it would be that would be terrible but i feel like a lot of the guys i talked to were at that stage no that's very that's actually very common unfortunately yeah that is very common i mean think about the last time that maybe and so kind of going into resources i'm gonna scroll out for a second but um like Gottman or Amazon or anything like that. There's a ton of like relationship conversation starters. If you're struggling with that, like bring those out. Mm-hmm. Or like I know TikTok is not the like always the best thing, but I was <laughs> watching one the other day and it was like conversation starters for your spouse and it was like a therapist and it was like um, one of the questions they were like, ask your partner if they can relive one day with you, what would it be? And I was like, oh, that's kind of a good question. That'd be fun. And I was like, I'm going to tell, ask my husband and tell him he can't use our wedding day. I feel like that'd be a generic answer and I want to be a dick. Honeymoon? Yeah, honeymoon was fun. I feel like we've had funner things. Can that be that. a good answer? I feel what? like that's still Okay, generic. we went to Hawaii, so like I don't know. I don't know if there are more fun things. We had a blast. Well, okay, anyways, but my we point so being is like, you know, those are good questions that you could ask. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it does kind of give you like a kind of like touch well, like touching or like what is that? Check in? Not touching, check in. Touching. Um, basically, you'd probably check-in. rather have a touch in than yeah, a check in anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just start a new thing. We have to have check-ins and touch-ins. 
When was our last touch-in? That's so weird. Oh you my God. started it. <laughs> Anyways, it's Good not job, Vanessa. But check in on your conversations. Think about when's the last time you guys have had a conversation just about your relationship and that was positive. when's the last time you touched in? Yes. When's the last time you touched in? Did <laughs> not feel like a chore. <laughs> that's no, a winner. I like that one. If I'm that's use anything it. that you took I'm away from this. Touch-in and check-ins. Have fun. Yeah. If you're not having sex, there's something to look at. I'm just saying. I feel like that was a good I one. I feel like Touch that's in. like one of the last like that's red flag red flag of like it's on fire <laughs> yeah that's sh- that should be happening you should be touching in <laughs> i'm gonna use that now <laughs> uh, all right guys well thanks for listening especially after such a long break yes we'll have more more relationship stuff i'm hoping that we can get some spouses on here pretty soon to talk about their side being married to a first responder because obviously it's rainbows and butterflies. But anyways, um, yes. <laughs> make sure that you're going and liking, sharing, doing all the fun things. And we still have our, um, our giveaway. giveaway, our giveaways going on. If you have suggestions or topics or things that you want us to talk about, tidbit suggestions, if you've heard of yes, something and you want know. more information on that kind of things, we are open to anything that you guys want us to talk about for the most part. You know, nothing weird. Yeah, nothing, nothing weird. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or someone you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit their website at suicideprevention.org. If you are looking for a therapist, you may be able to locate one on psychologytoday.com. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook. 75 is spelled out, 25 numerical.